Hi guys, how are you? Long time no listen, long time no connect, but um, y'all, life has been life in, in ways that I don't even know how to, I can't even get into right now. Life has been life in, but God has been godding, um, and he has been getting me through, really, I would probably say one of the toughest seasons of my life. And when it's time, he will have me talk about it. He already told me I'm going to turn this mess into a ministry. And so we will be testifying on and having a testimony just with the right timing and the right grace in the right way. But um, if you're listening, thank you for tuning in. I am so happy that you have come into this podcast. My name is Rachelle, and I really talk about ways that we can connect to God and instead of being distracted that we get God distracted and it's crazy because the evolution of the podcast is changing even in this season of my life where sometimes I'm not so much distracted now as I was when I started the podcast of different things happening in life but every day is a choice for us to connect with God And this is what this podcast is about, ways to reconnect, ways that God's going to restore, ways that God's going to break chains, ways that God is going to cover. And um, that's what we're going to talk about. And that's the the point of this podcast. And that's why I do this. You know, um, God gives me some words. God gives me some intel. And I share it with you because who am I to keep anything God gives me to myself, especially when it can free others. And so one of the things I wanted to talk about today and from the title is that your worship is your warship. And so worship is your war, W-A-R-ship in the kingdom of God. And God gave that to me as I am getting through this season. And as I told you, I've been going through a whole lot. And God said, Lachelle, your worship can be your worship in the kingdom of God and how powerful, how powerful worship is. And I'm here to let you guys know that if it wasn't for God, and if it wasn't for worship, and if it wasn't for prayer, and if it wasn't for praise, I don't know where I would be mentally right now, emotionally right now. Um, And I wanted to share this with you and share with you the teachings and the insight that God gave me on this. So let's jump in, y'all. And so the first thing that I want to talk about is what is worship, right? And you guys know if you listen to my podcast before, I'm going to look it up. I'm big on Google. I'm big on just looking up the definitions because it's in plain sight. And God gives us to it in plain sight as well. Um, And definition of worship is the feeling or expression of reverence for God. The feeling or expression of reverence for God. And reverence just means a deep respect for it. It's adoration. It's deep love. It's deep respect. And that's what worship means. And God is saying to me, and he was saying as I was putting notes together for this, he said, Laisha, let them know that their worship is like going to war for the kingdom of God. When we worship God, whether we are going through it and life has been lifing, or we worship him because life has been happy and we've been good and we've been um, chilling and life is just in a rainbow and butterfly state of mind versus a warfare and battlefield state of mind. Either way, God says 
that your worship is going to war for the kingdom of God. So right now, I'm going to talk to the latter. I'm going to talk to those of us that are going through it right now. Now, we feel like we in in the wilderness right now. We feel like we are in battle right now. We feel like we are like, God, what is happening? Because this ain't it. This ain't what I signed up for, Lord. And he said, let them know that your worship is like going to war for the kingdom of God. It is literally putting up that banner. And I think that um, when they say God is my banner, it is saying there is Jehovah Nisi. And Jehovah Nisi is saying the Lord is my banner. That means that, you know, when there are wars and there are battles, especially back in the day, there is a banner that is put up that is saying we are going in, we are going hard. This is the banner that shows this is my family. This is who I belong to. And this is who's going first. And that person that has the banner goes first into the war. And so when we say Jehovah Nisi, it is saying the Lord is my banner. And God is saying, when you worship, I am Jehovah Nisi. That banner is going up and I am going to war for you. So let's go and let's go hard. And um, one of the Bible verses that really kind of stood out to me as I was researching and studying and asking God for some insight, he led me to Exodus. And, you know, in Exodus, that's in the Old Testament. And Exodus is kind of after, I think, they <laughs> they already went through everything. They're in the desert. They're exiting. It's an exodus from where they are. And um, there was a lot going on at that time. There was praise. There was complaining. There was worship. There was um, complaining. <laughs> there was bread raining down from high. And the next day, there was... God, how dare you do this to us, you know, and I can understand because some of us have always been in there. You know, I would read the Old Testament sometimes and I would read about how God delivered um, delivered them from the Pharisees, how God delivered them and how he said, OK, we're going to get here. And it didn't have to take 40 years, but complaining made it longer. But I always would say, how how dare you? God literally opened the sea for you. If you've seen that, how dare you have the right to complain? But then God puts me in check sometimes about how he has shown me time and time again that he is Jehovah Nisi for me, that he is a provider for me, that he is the king of kings for me. And he has gotten me through some tough times and probably within the next week or so, I'm questioning things and asking God things. And so that's just a side note. But in Exodus 15, and this is verses one through seven, and I'm going to read them because it really kind of stood out to me as I said this, especially when it comes to this um, idea of God being our stronghold or God going to battle for us and understanding that worship is our worship. And it says, I will sing to the Lord for he is highly exalted. Both horse and driver he has hurled into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. He is my God and I will praise him. My father's God and I will exalt him. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his army he has hurled into the sea. The best of Pharaoh's officers have drowned in the Red Sea. The deep waters have covered them. They sank in the depths like a stone. Your right hand, Lord, your majestic, it was majestic in power. Your right hand, Lord, shattered the enemy. And the greatness of your majesty, you threw down those who opposed you. 
You unleashed your burning anger and it consumed them like stubble. Y'all, when I read that and God led me to that message and led me to that passage and led me to that chapter, I said, okay, God, yeah, worship is our worship. In this whole passage from one through seven, we hear the Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. The Lord is a warrior. He didn't hurl Pharaoh's chariots in the sea. It goes on and on about how God fights for us. It goes on and on. Please read it. It is Exodus chapter 15, one through seven. But it talks about how he fights for us. But within it, this is them worshiping. This is called the song of Moses and Miriam. They are worshiping God in this. They are worshiping God and saying, God, you are our strength. You are my warrior. You are my defense. And when we look at things, sometimes I feel like we, so I was saying that we can read the Bible and sometimes see it through rose-colored glasses. But sometimes we got to read it and understand that God is our Jehovah Nisi, and he will raise that banner and he will go hard for you. So as we start to talk about worship being our worship, I want us to look at it that way. So as you're listening to this, think about every time you worship God, that we are building an impenetrable wall. And every time we worship, you're just adding another brick, you're adding another layer, you're adding another aspect that the enemy can't get through because he hates for you to worship God. He hates for you to adore God. And guess what? The Bible says that God is spirit and we are to worship him in spirit and truth. So the more that we start to do that, the more we start to worship him, the more we start to build up walls that he can't get through. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're supposed to continuously do that, continuously worship him and continuously understand that God is our banner. And if he is fighting this battle for us, if he is fighting this war for us, we're going to continuously worship him. So I wanted to go a little bit more, guys, into what does it mean to worship God in spirit and truth? Like, what does it truly mean to worship God and give him adoration? What does it truly mean to reverence God? And when I said, okay, God, it says we're supposed to worship you in spirit and truth. What does that mean? Because in theory, we can read it and it could make sense just by reading it. But when you dig deeper, it's really going to make sense for you. So let's jump into that part. So I asked God, how do I worship you in spirit and truth, God? And what do you want me to, to tell the people as they listen to this podcast? What is it that we need to say about this? And God said that we connect with him through his spirit. The spirit that he has gifted us, the Holy Spirit that he has gifted us through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and his resurrected resurrection on the cross is part of how we worship him. You guys, the Holy Spirit is an intercessor for us. God gave us this gift so we can have a direct translator and a direct connection to him. And so when we are saying, God, how do I worship you in spirit or truth? God saying, I gave you an intercessor. I gave you the power of the Holy Spirit. So when you want to worship me, allow the Holy Spirit to lead. Allow the Holy Spirit to intercess on your behalf. Allow the Holy Spirit to speak to me on your behalf. Allow the Holy Spirit to lead you into whatever acts of worship that you want to do. The second part is that we are to worship him in truth. I said, okay, God, what does that mean? And guess what the Bible says? Jesus is the truth. 
in John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one, no one comes to the Father but through me. Boom. Y'all, I had to sit back at this because we read scriptures and sometimes when God gives you the connection of them, it kind of will blow your mind. So in one aspect of it, where where is this Bible verse? Sorry. Um, I'm just looking. It is John 4, 24, where it says God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. And at this time he was talking to the Samaritan woman at the well. So there's a lot of context around that. But when I read that, I said, okay, God is spirit. We worship him in spirit and truth. But then when you break it down, you understand that in John 14, verse 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You can connect that. Oh, okay, God. So I'm supposed to worship you in spirit and truth. And Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So therefore, I know that in order for me to worship you, I must know Jesus. Because I can't worship you or even get to you without him. He says, no one, no one, no one can get to the Father but through me. So if he is truth, I know that in order for me to truly worship and truly adore you and truly reverence you, I got to know Jesus and I got to get to Jesus because he's the he's the gatekeeper. He's the way for me to get in. And the spirit is the intercessor. So if I have a gatekeeper that allow me in and then the spirit speaks on my behalf, this is how I'm worshiping God in spirit and truth. The Holy Spirit is the intercessor is speaking on your behalf. And Jesus is the gatekeeper. So there's no way that we can truly worship God without understanding who the Holy Spirit is and who Jesus is. And once you connect those two and you partner them together, it's a done deal. It's a done deal. Our worship then becomes our worship in the kingdom of God, because guess who we got in front of us? The Holy Spirit. And we got Jesus. We got the blood of Jesus and we got the power of the Holy Spirit going in and going hard on our behalf. That's what God says. That's why he says your worship is going to war in the kingdom of God. Because guess what? The enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But when you worship and you got Jesus on your behalf, you got the Holy Spirit speaking on your behalf, you got you being a vessel of saying, God, I surrender myself to you. Ain't nothing the enemy can do at that point nothing. He doesn't even have legal right to you anymore because you said, I am under covenant with Jesus. He died on that cross and I am under covenant with him. Therefore, that Holy Spirit is going to go forth first. Therefore, Jehovah Nisi already got the banner raised. And this is why it's important that we understand when we are in the battles and we feel like, God, I am getting beat up. This is a lot. When we are in war, we are in this wilderness season. God said, get up and worship. Get up and worship. Get up and worship. And I want you guys to know that worship is all forms of praise. And so it comes not just in in singing, because some of us can worship through prayer. Some of us can worship through art. I've seen people literally create portraits of Jesus and portraits of love and heaven and whatever it is they were doing that they were worshiping God strictly by turning some music on and painting. I've seen people... And we know people that worship God through writing. We know people that worship God, excuse me, through singing. It is whatever you use to show adoration, love, and respect for God. So don't put your worship in a box. 
Don't say, well, because I can't sing, I can't worship. Yes, you can. You can worship God just by saying, thank you, God, for waking me up. Thank you, God, for waking me up. Thank you, God, for this. Thank you, God, for that. Thanking God is worship. Thanking God is worship. Sometimes the Bible says that sometimes we don't even know what to say and the Holy Spirit will translate our utterances. I was at a point where I just would cry. I didn't know what to say, what to do, what to say, what to do, how to lead, how to walk, how to get out of the bed, any of that. And God said, I will worship on your behalf. All you just got to do is put your hands up and say, God, help me. I worship you. I surrender to you. Worship comes in all forms and how we are able to adore, reverence, and love God. That we are able to ask him things. That we are able to talk to him. Don't ever put your worship in a box. I don't want anyone listening to this and thinking that they don't know how to worship. God will meet you. This is why we are thankful for the Holy Spirit. This is why we thank God that he has given us the gift of the Holy Spirit. This is why we understand why Jesus had to be resurrected and he had to leave so that the Holy Spirit can be gifted in all of us, in all of us, in all of us. So I want you guys to just just kind of meditate on that. Meditate on that. Understand how, how how to connect with God, that we worship him. We worship him through the Holy Spirit and we worship him through the truth of Jesus. We understand who Jesus is. We understand who he, who he was on this earth. We understand the sacrifice he made for us. And we understand that he is resurrected and gave us the gift of the Holy Spirit. So that way it opens the door. It opens the gates to heaven so that those worship goes up. And guess what? As we praise, the blessings come down. The love of God comes down. His mercy comes down. His grace comes down. And this is why we have this peace sometimes that even if we're going through trials and tribulations, we have this peace that we cannot understand because God said, I raised the flag. I am Jehovah Nisi. You got up even when you felt like you could not and just raised your hand and said, God, I may not have the strength in me, but I worship you for who you are and what you're doing and what you're going to do immediately immediately the arrows of the enemy drop. Don't sit in it. I think I said it before. Do not allow anyone, anyone, especially the enemy, to continuously stomp you while you're down. You better get up and know whose you are and whom you belong to. We are blood-bought children of God. We are ransomed. To be ransomed means God bought us back by Jesus dying on that cross. That means that the enemy has no legal right to anything of you when you understand that you are a blood-bought child of God and I can stand up and worship even when an enemy thinks he's going to kick you down. Absolutely not. Stand up. Absolutely not. You have no right over me and you will not ever think that I'm going to sit down and let you kick me when God is my banner. It don't make no sense, y'all. It don't make no sense. It don't make no sense. And so I wanted to share that with you, right? I wanted to share that with you that that when we worship, we worship for God. We worship, we become a soldier for God. And those of you, I understand, believe me, I understand what it feels like to not want to get up. I understand what it feels like to be like, God, what's happening right now? What's going on? I don't understand. And God said, just get up, stand up. Stand on your feet. If you can't stand on your feet, sit up in that bed. Just raise your hands and worship. Bow your head in reverence. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. 
Thank you, God. That's worship right there. Thank you, God. Make a list of everything you want to thank God for every day. And if you have to get up every morning and read that list out loud, God, I thank you for the breath that I breathe. I thank you for the roof over my house. I thank you for the job I have. I thank you for the job you're going to give me if that's what I'm looking for. I thank you for my marriage. I thank you, Father, even though this marriage may be in trouble, that you said I am a restorer and a redeemer, and I will redeem it and put it back in place, Father. I thank you, God, for my friends, my family, Father. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you, Father. I thank you for the little bit I have in my account that can give me food, Father. I thank you, Father, that you are going to see me through. Just make a list. Take a list and a journal and thank God for every single thing that you want to thank him for. And I bet you, you will start worshiping like never before. That will kickstart your worship like you ain't never see it before. Because it's adoration. It's thanking God. It's acknowledging him. It's acknowledging him. I thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit, Father. I thank you. I thank you for your son, Father, that sacrificed his life that we would never understand the power of the crucifixion and the pain, Father. We never had to do it. And I thank you that it was him on that cross and not me, Father. He said, I will do it for you so you don't have to. I thank you for that, Father, in Jesus' name. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. We thank you for the blood of Jesus because there's power in the blood. There's power in the blood. We thank you that by his stripes we are healed. We are healed by the stripes of Jesus. This is how you worship in spirit and in truth. You just pair them together and God will intercede for you like never before. So I wanted to share that. I love you guys so much. If you are looking for some Bible verses, like I said, we were in Exodus 15 verses 1 through 7. We have another verse that is Deuteronomy 10 verse 21. There is 1 Chronicles 16 verse 25. And guys, all of this time I find verses because I literally just Google, like I said, Bible verses on worship. And I read and I I will, will read the Bible verses. I will open up my Bible. I will look more into them. Um, and... And yeah, that's how I do it. Um, there are certain things. It's a blue letter Bible app, um, everything like that. But but yeah, that's how I do it. Um, I did want to let you guys know that I think there is. Sorry, I'm trying to find worship before I was. Um, so I'm listening to Tiffany Montgomery. And those of you who don't know, Please look her up. She runs a ministry called Covered by God, and she is on a fast, and in it, she talked about worry, and she said that if we get up and we worship, when we start to feel the instant, instant feeling of worry, just get up and worship. When you start to be like, God, I'm worried about the, how this bill is that's going to be paid, but Father, I worship you through it. Father, I'm starting to worry about this. She said that you should worship before you worry. And so that's what God said to me. Your worship is your worship. And so that's where the connection came from. But I want you to think about that. I want you to think about when you start to worry, you start to feel anxiety. You start to feel all these things that are not of God. Get up and worship. That's when you know you need to go to war through your worship. Because I'm starting to feel things are not of God. And God didn't give this to me. Therefore, I know that something's coming at me. So let me get up. And if we going to fight, we going to fight for real. If you want to fight me, I'm going to call on the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. 
period. Jehovah Nisi is about to raise that banner. So you better run because you know when he goes in, it's going to be a done deal. And so we're going to leave it at that. But I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Please pray for me as I pray for you. And we will talk again soon. Bye.